Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. We're back. What's going on, Kyle? My man, thanks, James. Sorry about that. No, you got you got things to of, do. A little bit of a technical issue, but uh, we're working that out. Nick Wagner of ESPN. I uh, will be joining us uh, right now as I figure this out. Doing a two-man show is very difficult, it turns out. But Nick Wagner, ESPN, covers the 49ers for ESPN. Nick, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, working our way through uh, another tough Sacramento Kings loss. I know you were locked into that last night on uh, <laughs> via text. We appreciate that very much. Um what uh where are we sorry I'm I'm dude I'm flustered man I got a million things happening uh you wrote the ESPN that's where you work you you wrote a really great piece about Brock Purdy on on espn.com uh how do you think he responds here in his second postseason trip Yeah it's pretty interesting Kyle because I was asking him about that uh, the other day I said you know, Brock, does anything feel different the second go-around? Because last year, he was still such an unknown. Uh, and I think even with it, you know, for himself, he didn't know exactly what kind of player he was yet. And he said it does feel a little different, and he said the two things that kind of stick out to him uh, going into this the second time are, A, he has far, far more familiarity with the offense, but B, he does know what kind of player he is. And he, he said he even said that he went back this week and watched those playoff games just to kind of remember what it felt like. And I said, well, what did it feel like? And he said the biggest thing that he walked away from watching it again is just kind of reminding himself that when you get into a win or go home scenario, every single play matters. And so kind of walking that tightrope between I'm trying to make plays and I can't turn the ball over is a huge part of what you're doing. Uh, and that's true anytime you play, but it certainly is ratcheted up in the postseason. So I don't get the impression that, that Brock is, is phased by this. I, I think, if anything, he's probably going to be more comfortable. I also think that this applies to him and the rest of the team. I just get the impression that this is a team that is like just kind of foaming at the mouth to get back on the field in a meaningful postseason game because they continue to – have to climb the mountain. And that's the hardest part when it ends like it did last year for them is, oh, crap, it takes so much work just to even get back to the postseason. Um, so I think there's a bit of relief that they're finally kind of back at this point now. You know, Nick, when you look at uh, sort of Purdy's progression throughout, whether you want to look at late last season, but realistically this year, and you get to the end and his stats say that he's elite and everything says that he's elite and everyone wants to put an asterisk out there because he's got such a great team and, and, and all these weapons. But is there a sense with him that he believes that he is that guy, that he's a 4,400-yard passer with 30, 31 touchdowns and you know a couple of rushing touchdowns? Does he have that ultimate confidence that he's not just – a system quarterback that he is the guy there? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that his teammates love about him so much is kind of the edge and the swagger that he plays with. And it's, 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 it's funny because if you get to know Brock and you're around him during the week or you see him, you know, uh, walking into the stadium and he's just wearing khakis and a plaid shirt, and he's just a normal looking guy. You don't see that. But then when he gets on the field, you do see that. I always like to use, the example of Trent Williams, who's, you know, 
well-established, 11-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro left tackle. And Trent, I always joke with him because anytime you see the Niners score a touchdown on like a big explosive play, so 40, 50 yards, Trent never runs down to the end zone to celebrate, right? He he likes to he likes to save I like to call it save a few clicks on the odometer. He'll meet you on the sideline and dap you up there. But one of the one of the results of that is is Trent loves watching Brock celebrate because Brock just loses his mind. And um, I use the example in the story about how guys and Kyle Shanahan included still make fun of Brock Purdy about the first the first touchdown celebration he ever had in the NFL. It was his first preseason game against Green Bay last year. He throws a touchdown, turns to the, you know, it's in, the, Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline, turns to the Niners sideline and does the discount double check. And they still <laughs> give him crap about it today. But uh, I, I just say that because, you know, I asked Trent about it. I always give him, I said, you, you just like watching Brock celebrate. That's why you don't run down there. And he said, well, other than being an old man and not wanting to add more miles on the tires, I do like watching it because you can just see the confidence and the charisma kind of oozing out of him in those moments, and it's really fun to see. And so um, I I think that appeals to guys. I also think the way that Brock kind of balances that with just being super accountable and and someone who's very transparent in his own self-assessment, I think is something that kind of appeals to his teammates. But I do think it's just who he is. I've spent enough time with him now and, and been around him enough to know that, like, this is a guy who is really grounded. He's grounded by his faith, and he will tell you that. Um, but he also has that edge to him that when the game starts, he's going to be out there competing at the highest level. This is Nick Wagner. He covers the 49ers for ESPN. You mentioned that the 49ers are kind of foaming at the mouth to get in and play a, a meaningful postseason game. Well, they could have gotten the Eagles. They could have gotten that NFC title game rematch. They could have gotten uh, a matchup with a, with, a, with a good Bucks team that they, that they played earlier this year. Uh, they get the number seven seed Packers. Is there a chance yeah. that they wind up at overlooking Green Bay because they are looking ahead to the NFC title game in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, you can't rule anything out, I guess. Yeah, as you know, Kyle, I always like to say never say never. You but do say that. I, I, just, I, just think, <laughs> I just think that the Niners are so locked in and so – understanding of where they are within their window, right? And I mean, we've been talking about this since the offseason. I wrote a big piece about it in August that they know that the window is going to close at some point. They don't know when, but they also know that they better jump through it here pretty quickly because it's going to happen at some point, probably in the near future. And certainly once they have to make it, you know, to figure out Brock Purdy's contract, which wouldn't be this offseason, but as early as next offseason. So you're looking at that window and saying, we got to get this done. And I think you know, human nature would indicate, yes, it would be easy to look past and say, okay, we got to look ahead to the Super Bowl because this is what the goal is. But I think the fact that you have so many guys on this team that have played in these meaningful postseason games and they understand how hard it is just to get back to this point, to go 12-5 and five in the regular season and get the one seed. I mean, even though they've been to three of the past four NFC Championship games, they've only been in this, this position once. And so I think they understand what an opportunity this is for them, particularly, they won't say this, of course, but I think if you look at the NFC right now, it's, it's, it looks like the Niners and everybody else. And I've felt that way for a while now, um, just this season. So I, I don't think that they're going to let that happen. I think guys like Fred Warner, the guys who have been around and been through this, aren't going to let anybody be overlooked. And um, I think they're pe- taking the Packers seriously. You know, Nick, uh, when you look at the, the NFC, it, it sure does look like, like the president just rolled into town and and like the police block every single like on ramp to the freeway and and then there's just this wide open path right to the Super Bowl for the Niners. Um I, I don't want to be totally disrespectful to the teams that are still yeah. left, but the first week of the of you know the playoffs, you lost basically the three teams that might have had a chance to beat you. That's what it looked like at least. Do you feel that way or am I just overlooking the Lions, overlooking the Packers and, and, you know, like there's a shot that somehow this thing spirals out of control? Yeah, I mean, I I do. I do look at it that way. Like I said, I've I've felt like the Niners are the best team in the NFC pretty much all season. And I think they've proved that repeatedly with how they handled the Cowboys, how they handled the Eagles, although uh, the Eagles were fairly fraudulent. And I kind of felt that way even going into that Niners-Eagles game before before we even saw what happened. But I'll say this, like, you know, there, any, anything can happen every week. That's the cliche thing to say, and we know that. But I think that the path, the, the, the path to beating the 49ers, the, the blueprint to do it, 
is one kind of hard to control, which is turnovers. That's true every week, as Kyle will allude to. It's one of the keys to the game for every game. Um, but I, I think I think it's that's that's kind of an X factor. But if you look at also like let's just use the Minnesota game, which is is that the only NFC game the Niners lost this year that wasn't a meaningless game? Yes, I think it was. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And the reason the Vikings won that game, other than a bad defensive play call before the end of the half and um, some some weird stuff happening turnover-wise, was Kirk Cousins played out of his mind in that game. He was so good in that game. And um, is Jordan Love capable of that kind of game? I think he probably is. Um, So I I would say that would be the cautionary part of this for the Niners, although I think a lot of what this game is going to come down to is can they stop the run because, to me, it was the Packers' ability to, to to run the ball consistently, even when they weren't having a ton of success. The fact that they were able to keep doing it over and over and over, and eventually the dam broke, and Jordan Love played really well too. But that would be kind of the cautionary part of this week. And then if it was the Lions next week, I think the concern with a team like the Lions is they're extremely physical, they have a very good offensive line, and they will run the ball until they are stopped, essentially. And if you get into a game where you're playing against a team that can do that and limit your possessions, because to me, I don't think there's a defense, certainly James in the NFC that can stop the 49ers at this point. But if you can limit possessions and, and keep the offense on the sideline, um, that would be a potential key to pulling an upset. But that's a long winded way of saying, no, I don't necessarily think there's an NFC team that is a serious impediment to the 49ers on the road to the Super Bowl. But I do think there's at least a couple of paths for it to happen, however much of a long shot they might be. Nick Wagner covers the 49ers for ESPN. Uh, Nick, two quick ones to get you out of here. One, uh, do you think Dre Greenlaw is going to play on Saturday? Yes. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I know you got to be careful when it's an Achilles, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. But the fact that he was uh, at practice the last two days um, gives me every indication that he's probably going to strap it up and play. All right, you got three keys to a 49ers victory for us? I don't, but I leave that to you. I think that I think that I think you're the king of the keys, Kyle. So yeah. right. um, I'm, th- I'm sure something about four quarters and turnovers and the ball. I think is important, probably. Yeah, I, you um, know what? It's actually you know what? Broth, you gotta I win special teams. It's a big thing. Four, four quarters is actually not a key to this one. I think you can get away with three quarters. It's the red area for me. The red zone. Oh, the red area. Well, what about we call it the red area here? We're football guys. You said what? Chicken broth, where does that factor in? I heard that last weekend was a big thing. Yeah, no, uh, if it rains, it's going to be a huge factor. So that'll be that'll be weather dependent. Underrated chicken broth city, Santa Clara. So that'll oh. be that'll that's be what, big. That's what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> once you cross over into Santa Clara, I think it's fine. I heard San Francisco is a little overrated on the chicken broth. Yeah, though, so. San Jose bad chicken broth. Santa Clara prime chicken broth uh, in Santa Absolutely. Clara. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, Nick. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. You got it, guys. See ya. Nick Wagner covers the 49ers for ESPN. Uh, I like his keys there. Yeah, turnovers yeah. in the red zone. Win the special teams battle. Yeah, take care of the ball. Yeah, uh, we're late. We're just gonna go anyways. All right, uh, we'll be right back. Well, more Kings next. You're listening to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Manson. Brought to you by Jiffy Lou on ESPN 1320. This place, and by this place I mean our office, is just crawling with Packer fans today. It's really I weird. I had no idea no. that we were just amongst these, these this people. Is, this is twice this week I've wanted to say the Spaceballs reference. Once was with Steve Ballmer wearing right. the big white helmet. Uh huh. The other one was today. I'm like I'm surrounded by a holes. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I just, well because in our in our Odyssey little G chat last night. Yeah. Uh, Kim, who does a great job just running the show here. That's what she does. She is just the top of the totem pole. Not our show. The show. The show. The yeah. entire office. Anytime you need anything here, they're like, uh, go talk to Kim, and Kim just takes care of it. It's great. Anyways. Um, she hits the group chat last night and is like, hey, uh, everybody wear your 49ers gear tomorrow uh, for the game on Saturday. Great. That mm. sounds like a lot of fun. What a cool thing. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, and you know, or, or if you're a Packer fan, you know, you can do that. And I was like, 
Nah, if you wear your Packer stuff, you're getting launched into the sun. So I had a whole thing about it. <laughs> I knew one person in here was a Packer fan. Uh, two. I knew two people in here were Packer fans. Our boss, Aaron, the guy in the Brett Favre jersey, and then John, the sales guy. Mm. It turns out there's like three other people here decked out in green and yellow. It's wild. But not the A's. They're not excited that the A's might play in Sacramento. Nope. It is Green Bay Packers. There's like a beanie in here. Jonathan, our engineer, the homie Jonathan Nurse. I know. He's in the circle of trust. In the, in the triangle of avoidance? In the triangle of avoidance. He's part <laughs> of the he's, triangle of avoidance. And he's just in a Packer t-shirt today? Like, what? I didn't even... I didn't even know you liked football. What is happening? He's just diehard Packer fan, I guess. I kind of, I, I want to see what Complex is wearing because Complex it, is not a sports fan at all. I, I Wait, I see it. I, I can see on the, he's wearing a 49ers like. Complex? Yeah, he has a 49ers like sweatshirt on or something. What? Or maybe like he's. Complex of 102.5 FM. DJing. Yes, it's possible. It's, it's possible, Kyle. Like I've zoomed in. It's very possible he was wearing a regular shirt and then someone made him a printout of a 49ers logo and he taped it to his chest. <laughs> it's possible that that is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I could ask Complex to name five 49ers, just any five from any era. Ever. E ever. Anybody who ever wore a 49ers uniform. I'm not sure he could give me five. I think he can give you I'd set Joe the Montana. Under, I'd set the over-under. I don't even know if he could give me that. Three. I'd set the over-under at two and a half. And I think I'm leaning under. <laughs> yeah. I might take the more, but not much more. <laughs> You're taking the more in prize picks? That's yeah. going to be a prize pick. Well, how many 49ers can complex name? It could be our mad prop. I'm going to try and get, yeah, no mad props next week, by the way, guys. I'm uh, Or this week, I'm out next week. Yeah, Kyle is is taking off. It will be James and I friends gonna, next week. I was going to offer to do a Mad Props today, and then from from Hawaii next week, uh, just hop on the video stream and run through them. All right. But I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. You're not coming in and saying hi? No. No. Because the show is from 1 to 3 Hawaii time. Oh. I plan on being okay. well over half in the bag by 1 o'clock every day. Okay. Yeah, so that's how, like... Some of the the greatest bits happen here on the show, like me being more than half in the bag. No, me oh. coming on the show from where I'm up from a location. Oh, so, right, right, right. So like Fedora Ham was when I was in New Orleans during the Final Four. Sure. And then there's Sombrero Ham from when I was in Puerto Vallarta. During, oh boy. During uh, free agency. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think our video was not great. It did look like I think I was witness protection. It was a little dark and everything else. But yeah, that's some of the best versions of, of James happen right there. Flannel ham right here. Flannel ham happens <laughs> here. Frozen ham happens at home because my internet <laughs> oh, locks <'cause> up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. We've not given you that yet. Oh. We'll give it to you right now. Yeah. We're going to try something a little different. With this one. Oh. Kevin Herter is your Jiffy Lube Fast Break player of the game. And maybe you're listening for the first time, or maybe you listen and don't pay attention, and you're going, hey, what's that? It is where we give you a chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, and all you have to do is enter a code word. That code word today is going to be Kavon. K-apostrophe-V-O-N. All right. <laughs> ESPN1320.com. There is a Jiffy Lube Fast Break player of the game page it is front and center you don't even have to scroll down it is right there you click on that you enter the code word kvon k apostrophe v-o-n yep enter that you'll enter for a chance to win a 100 dollars gift certificate you will also enter for a chance to win a sacramento kings jersey that we'll be giving away at the end of this month we'll give away another one at the end of february we'll give another one away at the end of march and then we'll give another one away at the end of the regular season in april so why not red herder because it can only be one word why not just one word run together headband herder? Because <laughs> we did headband last time. Last time he was the player we of the did. game, which was recently. Oh, it see, was it was headband. Sacktown Tony has it all right in the chat. Code word free throws. The password is not free throws. No, it's not. It's Kavon. The password K is K apostrophe V O N. Kavon. K apostrophe V O N. Let's yeah. do this. And hey, if you get in, like you're you're put in the gigantic like pool for the jerseys. So let's do this. Everybody in there. Yeah. So you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna enter. Get that hundred dollars Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Basically pays for an oil change. 
depending on depending on the oil you use and depending on your car, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But a hundred dollars to Jiffy Lube is a is a is a nice little bag. It is. And uh, you'll also be entered for a chance to win a one hundred dollar gift certificate to Jiffy Lube and a Sacramento Kings jersey at ESPN thirteen twenty dot com. Enter the code word Kavon K apostrophe V O N on the Jiffy Lube Fast Break contest page. There it is. Bang, bang. Um, yeah, this place is just crawling with Packer fans today, and it's gross. It is weird. I just needed to mention that. On the they didn't even I was bring like open a the cheese show plate. With that. Right, like, I, oh, right. Like, you're gonna do that. Bring some, me a charcuterie board. Dope ass cheese curds or something. Yeah, like bring me something that shows that you are actually a Packers fan. Somebody wear a cheese head. Nobody's wearing a cheese head. I'm gonna say this. I feel Erroneous. like Milwaukee's probably an underrated city. Yeah, because so. like you're telling me, apparently the beer scene there is very good. So yeah. you're telling me that I can go drink beer and eat cheese curds at basically every place that we go. Mm. Like that is a win for me. Yeah, I think that it, sounds like a great spot. At at one point, Milwaukee had like five of the biggest beer distributors in in like the United States. Like it was like Hams, Old Milwaukee, like Schlitz. Mm. Like all of them were there in Milwaukee. It used to be like the beer, mm-hmm. like budget beer capital of the world. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a trivia question somewhere. I remember answering. That's the last nice thing I'll say about the state of Wisconsin until after Saturday. Mm, okay, I will never go there. You'll it's never go there. Cold and snowy. It was super funny. I, not to brag, but I went on the radio in Green Bay yesterday, and it is really funny because I have an immense respect for the Green Bay Packers. Oh yeah, I think they absolutely have a chance to win. I I I believe the 49ers will probably win because I think their their roster is just better and it's going to win out. But I think the 10 points or 9.5 or whatever the spread is, is insane. I think it's way too many points. Mm-hmm. So I think the Packers are going to cover. I think it's like 30 to 24. I think it's something like that. I, I But if they won, I wouldn't be like, wow, what happened? Like they're, they're, they're good and they're playing really well. The Green Bay guys, like exactly the same about San Francisco. Like all the questions were like, hey, this guy's really good. Tell us about him. Oh man, they're really good at this. Tell us how they're why they're so good at this. It was just it was oh, not they a, believe the same thing. Yeah, no, yeah. they 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 are they are uh, I I think happy with how the Packers are playing, but I don't know that they're super optimistic. No, I mean the Niners are exceptional. Like, but yeah. that doesn't mean they they won't lose. I mean, I, yeah, really good teams lose in the playoffs all the time. Yeah, I mean, my prediction is is not that they will lose, but yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I would not if they if they played the. I don't know. At the end of the year, if they had played the Panthers and the Panthers beat them, I would have been like, "What?" Yeah, like that. It, but no, I think I, I think they win. I think they handle business against uh, Green Bay. We'll have predictions for each playoff game coming up in a little bit. Um, let's do a little halfway point check in with the Kings and try and kind of put a bow on our on our conversation today and see if we can find maybe a little optimism during a four game losing streak. If okay. there is any to find. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna try. We're filled with coffee and donuts. We've got to find some sort of <laughs> energy and optimism here. <laughs> well, we'll try that next. We'll also have the handoff. One of D'Lo and Casey will be in here as well. Stick around for that on ESPN 1320. You're listening to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to the Insiders, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle. That's James. We're hanging out with you until noon, and then we will hand it off to D'Lo and KC. I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to the Kings last night. Because, man, I'm not not even, you know what, not even, here's here's my thing at this point. It's not even about last night. It's not, oh, man, what? What happened last night against against the Pacers? The same thing that keeps happening. It's not like there's something new every night, which may or may not be a good thing. But to me, like I watched watch them play, and I saw somebody in the chatty house earlier mention they shouldn't make a move just to make a move, and I, I agree with that for the most part. Like you can't just you can't make a bad deal looking to make a deal. But on the other hand. It really feels like post-trade deadline, I think we see a little bit different version of this team. Whether Kyle. they make a move or not, but I just I, I think they have to shake it up somehow. Yeah, I, you don't make a move to make a move. You make a move because you've plateaued. Yes, that, thank you for articulating that better. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, like, you plateaued, and, and what do you do now? Mm-hmm. Like, you were nine games over five hundred four games ago, and that was showing, like, a major increase, but it came with, like, a big caveat. Mm-hmm. that you've got blown out at a bunch of games and that you don't, like there are nights where you don't take it serious. Mm-hmm. So where do you go from here? And how do you shake things up without intentionally just, you know, again, you don't just shake things up to shake things up. You shake things up because it's not right. Mm-hmm. Because there's something wrong. There's something missing. There's an ingredient that's not there right now. And some of that ingredient can be that Kevin Herter re- regains his form and looks like Kevin Herter and all of a sudden, this is one of the great offenses again that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that it's one player and that it's Kevin Herter, but you know, like I was showing you some things like drawing some things out for you, mm-hmm. like why Kevin Herter uh maybe struggled and why he didn't get the opportunities and why it's important that Keegan Murray did and why, you know, how Keegan Murray is going to be the future of this of this team and you have to put time and effort into growing him, but the some of the things that he does aren't the same as Kevin Herter and the way that Kevin Herter comes off of that high screen and and takes the ball and keeps going around the corner and draws the whole defense out where Keegan Murray doesn't do that. He stops right there at the pick, turns around and fires. It's a different gravitational pull. It changes things. And I think that like, those are things that you got to grow through. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to understand that in order for this team to be great down the road, you have to get Keegan Murray up to a certain speed. He has to be able to do certain things, and mm-hmm. we're starting to see it happen. But now it's time where Kevin Herter starts to find himself. It's time where maybe Harrison Barnes starts to find himself because you got to a certain point where these other guys are starting to fire. Now can we get the can we get the fifth or the sixth piece uh, of the uh, the motor going? And I'm not sure because right. I still think that there is a lack of defensive acumen on this team. And the only way to address that is by adding a better defensive player. Yeah. Do you have that diagram that you drew up for me? Yeah. Can you show the stream? Just the high, the high level 
play diagramming that you that you gave me. You can check this out on youtube.com slash ESPN1320. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Uh, no, how do I? So I, I have it up here, um, and, and I'll explain, like, for people who are actually watching this stream. <laughs> so here's Demonis Sabonis, the X. At the top of the top of the arc. Yeah, the top of the arc, right? Uh, when I swear it's, <laughs> it's all backwards. That's the problem. Where uh, you see this is where Herder goes all the way over here. It's like a long three. arch away from the handoff. Yeah, and while that happens, see these arrows, the arrows right here. Which again, I'm doing this backwards down near the key and yeah. on the perimeter. Everybody starts drawing towards that. Mm-hmm. And so it has this, when he starts going wide off of that, the whole entire team starts to shift over. And the key to that is now the three guys who are on the other side that are all lined up. Because what you're doing is you're waiting the floor. So there are two guys on one side of the floor and three on the other, right? So you're getting these two guys to to have this, this action at the top, the DHO action. Mm-hmm. And as that happens the entire defense starts to move towards those guys because that's what Kevin Herter brings. And what that does is it opens up sort of the back, uh, the backside, the weak side for rebounding. So your crasher has a much easier go, but it also, that's where like Kevin Herter, sometimes he doesn't shoot the ball. Sometimes he takes a couple of big steps and you think he's going to shoot the ball and then he accelerates towards the basket and he drops the ball to, to Demontis Simonis for the, for the cut. But the thing is, is if you're pulling the defense all out that way and now opens up everything else. And the difference is that Keegan Murray doesn't do that big loop. He likes to come around the top of the pick and then settle in right on the backside of Sabonis and shoot it. And it's very accurate, but it doesn't have the same pull. And so these are some of the things that the Kings are working through. Mm-hmm. Like, because one, everyone is different and everybody likes a pass thrown to him differently in a different spot. Like I, we had this situation years ago where uh, Marco Bellinelli didn't want to play with Darren Collison because he didn't think Darren Collison threw the pass to him the same way that uh, Rajon Rondo did. And he wanted to be with the starters because Rondo's a, he throws the perfect pass to him and, and Collison doesn't. Even the starting point guard is better than the backup point guard? Yeah, it's that's crazy. Yeah, and, and a guy who, like, if he wouldn't have been a little odd, may have been a Hall of Famer, and Rondo, um, yeah, that he's not going to give you a better pass. Well, like, look, you don't always get to play in the perfect situation with the perfect group of players and all that stuff. So, Kyle, I don't know. Why are we, like, all... Oh, here. Yeah, I changed it so people could see the diagram better. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there that's go. all. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting that, like... There are so many nuances to what's happening with the Kings and adjusting to these nuances on the fly is not simple. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just like, oh, well, you know, like when Kevin Herter stops being able to hit a three, it changes a huge dynamic. Well, and that's why that's why when you're going to put um, just Chris Duarte. Yeah. When you're going to put him as the shooting guard with the starters, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Th- that changes so much more than okay. He can knock down some threes. Yep. Like it's not just it's not just that thing. So for them to replace Kevin Herter in the starting lineup, and this is where the question comes for me: of hey, is he helping his trade value right now, or is he becoming an indispensable piece for the Kings? That's why, to me, I'm leaning the direction of becoming more indispensable. Which maybe it's both. Maybe a team suddenly looks at Kevin Herter and is willing to give up something more for him that that maybe ultimately helps the Kings out. But it's it's more than just oh we'll find somebody else who can hit threes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But I think the idea of Kevin Herter and what we talk about this gravitational pull that he has as a player, mm-hmm. as a shooter, right? It matters for sure. Mm-hmm. But I also think that like there's a track record, like and you need to make sure you can trust what you're seeing today and what you saw in large parts of last season versus what you saw in those other parts of last season where he wasn't part of, like he couldn't hit a shot or where he was like the last six weeks where he really struggled or Or where he was in the playoffs or, Mm -hmm. you know, like these are things where you got to make sure because, you know, he's still young. He's 25 years old. He can grow through a lot of this stuff. Sure. But when you're a better, a better team, when Kevin Herter's, 
playing well for sure. Like there's no question. I'd even say like I haven't looked it up, but I would say if you go back to last season to see games where Kevin Hurd scored 20 or more, I, I almost guarantee the Kings were a much better team. Like their record was really good when Kevin Herter was on. And so like, look, I, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to like, but we're halfway through the season and this team is still searching for their rhythm and sort of their identity. And if one guy can step up and like all of a sudden you're, he can change the identity of the team, then I think you're going to be in a pretty good spot. So, hmm, I don't mean to shoot down your point, but... <laughs> were they not good? They were 9-8 and eight when he scored 17 or more, uh, 20 or more, sorry. There were just 17 games where he did that. Okay. Now, if you bump that number up to 25 or more... So, wait, there's only nine games where he scored more than 17 on the season? No, I, um, no, I misspoke. Okay. It was more than 20. There were 17 games where he scored 20 or more. Okay, but they're 9 and And there and were eight. 9 and 8 in those games. Okay. Uh, 25 or more, he did that nine times, they were 7 and 2. Yeah. So I think that's still... Uh, when Kevin Herter's on a heater, you're you're tough to beat. When he's Kevin Heater. Yeah. Kevin, not Huda, but Hira. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, there's obvious value there, and I think you you see it. It's not It's not a coincidence that we're going, hey... What's wrong with the Kings offense? And at the same time, we're going, all right, hey, what's wrong with the Kings offense? Next segment, why can't Kevin Herter make a shot? Yeah. Like those two things very much go hand in hand. Uh, But at the same time, there's a bigger picture the Kings have to consider. Well, that I think that's the point, right? It's that sure, Kevin Herter's had a bad first half of the season. Mm -hmm. Like you can't sugarcoat it. He, I don't know. Maybe there's eight games where he was he was good, yeah. A- and the rest, it was like he had a lot of bad games, right? But there's also this element that in order for this team to take the steps it has to take, Keegan Murray has to become that player. He has to become not the player that draws everybody. He's probably the one guy on this team with the long term future of being a twenty plus per game scorer mm-hmm. outside of Fox and Sabonis that can that has this ceiling that isn't there. Mm-hmm. And you have to find that ceiling or at least push and see how far that ceiling is right now so you can continue to develop this team. Yeah. Because if you go into next season and you have a big three of Fox, Sabonis, and Murray, and you're still not sure who Murray is, yeah, then you're in trouble. If you know who Murray is and he's an 18-point-per-game score at the, this season – which I almost guarantee you by the end of this season, he's going to be really close unless they go out and get a big-time offensive weapon. He could very well be like an 18-point-per-game score by the end of this season. Then you know that next season he can average 20 or 21 or 22. And yep. that's where this team starts to really develop their identity of who they are moving forward for like an eight-year playoff run. But for right now, you got to take some bumps and bruises as they try to figure it out. And everyone needs to remember... It wasn't just Kevin Herter who couldn't hit a three ball early in the season. Keegan Murray couldn't either. Yeah, he really struggled. He really struggled. And the fact that he's up to, well, I don't know, 37, 38% at this point is is really, really crazy. Um, but like that's that's what uh, being part of a team is. And that's why, you know, some players are untouchable and some players aren't. And like it, it's just uh it it's putting all these ingredients together and trying to come out with the right formula is not as simple as it as throwing a bunch of stuff in a into a pot and thinking you're making chili and and <laughs> you know like eventually you hope that all of it simmers together and the flavors mix but sometimes they don't and sometimes something's a little off and you got to find something else to put in there to fix it. So you mentioned Keegan Murray struggles kind of at the beginning of the season a little bit up and down. Yeah. Where he really struggled shooting the three ball. So his three point percentage is down. It's at 37.2. It was at 41.1 last year. But across the board his volume is up. Yep. His shooting percentage from from the field is up. The three point percentage is down a bit, but we like I said, it was more because of struggles early in the year. Um, from two, he's way more efficient, fifty six point six percent compared to fifty two point seven last year. Way more aggressive at the rim. Much more aggressive at the rim. Um, he's scoring sixteen point two a game compared to twelve point two. But to your point, over the last twenty games, Keegan Murray is eighteen points, five and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. 51.3% from the field, 41.9% from three on 14 field goals and six threes a game. Yeah. Like that's, that is development. 
there there's a real chance that we look at his overall numbers by the end of this year and it's like okay yeah there was a there was an improvement but maybe he didn't shoot as well but you know whatever but then if you go look if you eliminate that first 20 games or so you go oh wow this is a really good player for most of the season yeah so october he shot 34.5% from the field in 3 games yeah um in november he shot 26.2% from 3 in 10 games December, it jumped to 44%, and then he's at 40.4% uh, right now. Man. Yeah. Shooting the heck out of it. Yeah. yeah. He, he is. Keegan's going to be fine. And, he, and, and with Keegan specifically, you mentioned the dribble handoff stuff. If he adds an element of being able to put the ball on the floor. That's what he's showing right now, handoff, man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's getting out on the break. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Look, that is impressive. Like, what is happening? He had eight points last night just by being under the basket. Oh, yeah. And that's... No, I mean, he was getting gross. out, he was running, and, and like, he he's the guy who has the length, the speed, the athleticism to become that, that next-level scorer that they need. Mm-hmm. And it's great that Kevin Herter can hit the three-ball. And, and, you know, again, Harrison Barnes can hit the three-ball. But at some point, you have to invest the time and the energy into developing a player so he can be your next generation. Yeah. All right. You want to do some NFL picks for the weekend? Uh, we got four games this weekend. Sure. I'm worried my computer's about to restart. Oh. <laughs> did you postpone it? I kept postponing it, and it just restarted. It should. Oh, it, it did restart just now? Yeah, if I disappeared off the stream, that's why. Oh, well, all right. Uh, I will th- make sure to relay... Whatever you're saying, also keep this. Uh, does it say in the bottom that it's not going to restart for another couple hours? No, it's it's. Oh, restarting. it's literally just rebooting. It's rebooting right now oh, as boy. we speak. All right. Uh, my apologies. Like there, I kept hitting the delay button, and it just said, "Nope, we're closing it down." Luckily, we're still on the radio, of course, right? Dude, I don't know. I sit here, just do this on the air. What? What do you need? Oh, use that mic. Because I can't hear you because this thing restarted, I think. Oh. Oh, what? Uh, He's frozen. What the? Okay. All right. So here's what. I guess this is what I'm supposed to do now. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I'm. All right. What well, a pain. As, right. as long as we're on the air and we're figuring it out. Yeah, I think I've right. got. James has gone from the stream. I've got Damien coming in. Uh, hey, the computer oh, decided boy. to reboot. It's fine. On just, just, what a pain. All right, yeah, this just is keep fine. going. All right, we're yeah, on we're the good. radio. Here we go. We're on the we're on the radio. We're on the Odyssey app. Uh, everybody watching on the stream. Sorry, uh, James, James will be back <laughs> once once he gets his once he gets his computer up and running. All right, let's do some picks. Starting with the Texans Ravens game. D'Lo is going to join us here in a second for the handoff. Uh, Texans at Ravens. That is a one thirty kickoff on Saturday. James, who you got? Uh, Texas. Oh, I've got Ravens. Like, I don't think that they, I don't know, man. I, I would love to take CJ Stroud and, and say, look, they're, the Texans are going to shock the world, but man, the Ravens are good. They really are. Yeah. I, I think the Ra- the Texans are going to give them a game. In fact, I think we get a, a really good showing from, from D'Amico Ryan's. I think D'Amico Ryan's going to quit himself, uh, quit himself really, really well against a really talented Ravens offense, but the Texans are going to have a plan defensively. But just like just like I said with the with the Packers and the and the 49ers, I think the Packers can give them a game for sure, but eventually like the talent wins out. And yeah. that's that's kind of where I land on on the Texans Ravens game. I think the Texans give them a good game, but I think the Ravens win. I would love to see the Texans just like like really go in there and do exactly what they did last week and just they're the better team. And I, I don't know that that's possible. And I've never, like, this season, what the Ravens did to the Niners was really, really impressive. But I've never been, like, over the moon, like, this is who they are, and they're the best team in football. And look, I'm back. Hey, there we go. All right, let me get that and get rid of that. All right, there we go. This sounds, this is, this should be a little more normal. All right, uh, the 49ers and Packers are the second game on Saturday. Uh 515 kickoff at Levi Stadium. Who you got? 31-17 Niners. We got 30 to 24. So you got oh. the Niners covering. You're taking the you're taking the points. Yeah, I am. All right. I I will not. I will take the Packers and the points, but I think the 49ers win. Bucks at Lions. Did the Bucks swing an upset? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think they're going to I I hmm. I think the Lions might kind of smoke them. 
Mm, yeah. Just where it, I'm kind of feeling the vibe that too. In there is going to be nuts. Yeah, and mm, I think they're going to have a really good plan against Todd Bowles, and then uh, Chiefs at Bills. Who do you got? Oh man, I can you ever bet against Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. I, you know what? I am. I'm going to say Bills. I'm going to say Bills. They're at home. Um, Josh Allen with his legs has been like incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he can throw in any weather. Um, I don't love everything that's going on there, and he makes a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time Mahomes has had to go somewhere else for a playoff game. Yeah, first ever road playoff game. It's wild. It's crazy. It's wild. Uh, I've Let's, got the Bills. I think the Bills get them this year. Okay. I think they're locked in. Let's welcome in Damian Barling of D'Lo and KC for the handoff. Uh, how's it going, man? Good, man. It's been a hectic day in here. Yeah, that's all right. It's, <laughs> hey, hey, always remember, always remember, it's a radio show. If the stream goes down, if the computer blows up, you're still on the radio. Oh, no doubt. And there's no, a lot of no, people I, listening no, on the radio. No, I knew that. I just wasn't 100% sure what I should be doing with my buttons back here. Well, yeah. Um, because that's, I don't that think that I needed like to change. sounds like a talk between you and your dad. I don't. I don't. <laughs> You guys do it. I don't. Uh, uh, I didn't. Come on. I, I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm doing back there. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there is there a <clears throat> larger problem with the Kings right now than yes? What is it? What uh, do I don't. Think? I don't. I don't even know what was going to come. <laughs> in, but there, maybe maybe larger problem. There's a large problem with the Kings for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's just uh, roster construction and oh they they need to make their free throws. There's something like well wrong. Well, I, I'll tell you one thing that I, I liked yesterday, uh, courtesy of, of, of James Hamm, uh, was Domas at his locker talking about the locker room. And I thought yeah. that was an important I thought that was an important note because not that you need that type of reiteration, but like Malik said it last year a couple of times. I'm not going to let a splinter apart. I'm not going to let this happen. We're right there. We need to do a couple of things. Like he he Malik was kind of that voice a couple of times. Domas said that yesterday, and I thought that was really important because I probably would have gone in today wondering not whether not 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 if the Sacramento Kings or the Philadelphia Eagles, but like what what exactly is going on in there? They do. I disagree a little bit with what you said. I, the issue they do have a roster construction issue. You're getting nothing from a starter, and that's a problem. As much as I like Harrison Barnes, he can't keep contributing nothing and being a starter. Sure. That was compounded by the fact that your bench gave you nothing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sasha, who scored the first non-Malik Monk bench baskets late in the third. He just steps onto the floor, heaves a three that I swear hit the top of the Golden 1 center, and went in, <laughs> and that kind of got him. Like, he wound up, I think, with seven, maybe. Seven. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah, That's yeah. what you're getting from your bench. But- this bench used to be extremely reliable, and that is, I think, the crux of the issue. Mike's all-in is gone. That's that's done. Yeah. And I feel like with with the with the little I don't want to say Mike's playing a game, but whatever what he had going on with Kevin Herter, I thought that was harmful. I think that did far more bad than good. And now it's created this situation. Chris Duarte don't play anymore. Davion Mitchell don't play anymore. Keon Ellis don't play anymore. Like I think you have a I don't think you have a fractured locker room, but I think you have a fractured rotation that's not all bought into achieving a goal so that i think there are guys in sacramento kings uniforms who are waiting for february 9th to get here oh no and that's no, that's I what agree. i mean that's what i mean by a larger issue than just the roster construction yeah the roster is flawed the roster is not a championship roster i don't disagree with any of that but it's really clear that the way they're losing these games and the way just the vibe is really bad there's something more than just but the, oh they're not getting enough from Harrison Barnes oh they didn't get enough in the bench like there's something there's something at the core there that is but I think there's an important distinction though. just the on court product is the, the but that the, the, I think there's an important distinction is the vibe them or is the vibe us hmm. they're losing games they know they're losing games they're trying to correct it this is something Kenny and I talked about yesterday we talked about this team's ability to respond the ability to respond the ability to respond. And I said yesterday, like, are they just going to keep responding? 
And last night was the first time where it was like, no. And then we drew the parallels last year. They had lost three games in a row going into the Indiana Pacers game at the Golden 1 Center last year. And it was Domas Sabonis who, after the game, said, look, everyone was wrapped up in Indiana and Tyrese and Buddy and all that. That's fine. We couldn't let three become four. Last night, under very, very similar circumstances, three became four. The ability to respond is getting more difficult for them. You've got a Pacers team that plays Kings basketball better than the Kings play it now. And so a larger rooted issue, maybe I don't know what it is though. I'm 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 if if the if the vibe in the locker room isn't bad, I'm gonna put the vibes just on us. We don't feel good. We watch this team play. We see them getting blown out. We see them blowing teams out. We see them falling apart late in the fourth quarter. I don't buy the run in the final two minutes worth nothing. That meant in my mind, the Kings got blown out yesterday. Yeah. The I little – it, it was cute. There was no point. Hey, I'm sorry Malik missed those free throws for his, for his brain, for his mental makeup. That's the only reason I care. Because, what, like, do, do, do we believe he was going to make two, foul, like everything was going to go the Kings' way? Or like, he was going to make one, miss one, get the rebound, put it back. Yeah, it's such over like time. No over-the-top yeah. circumstances, yeah. right? So I don't buy anything I saw in the final two minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. But it did leave me with the question is, why did y'all start playing like that then? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, too, like, hey, the vibe issue. Okay. We got to run. Uh, but real quick, like, I, I do feel like a lot of players are not only looking who, whether they'll be there, but who is going to be missing. And I think they're feeling that as well. No doubt. They'll continue this discussion on D'Lo and KC, I'm sure. Stay locked into ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports later. Bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 